Hey, 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 welcome back to the Slay Less Show. This is Celeste here. Um, today I am recording a podcast called Grief and Gladness. Kind of deviates away from the single mom content that I've been curating and producing for this season, but um, I just kind of wanted to take some time to talk about um, the death of my father and just how grief and gladness can often coexist in the same places and spaces and how that's just pretty much been the story of my adult life um, in regard to having periods of extreme happiness while simultaneously experiencing periods of extreme sadness, depression, trauma, grief, um, and kind of trying to reconcile what that means for me and feeling everything authentically while also understanding that um, it is normal to have really, really great things going on and also have really, really challenging and tough things going on at the same time. So just to kind of start off, um, my dad actually passed away on February 9th after experiencing heart issues for roughly the past two and a half years or so that just progressively got worse. Back in September, he had a triple bypass surgery and he seemed to be recovering pretty well. Um, we celebrated his 60th birthday on January 17th. And then literally a week after that, he went into cardiac arrest and he would spend the next three weeks from the point of well, two weeks, two or three, two to three weeks from January 24th up until February 9th, just really fighting to come back. And he never really came back in that three week span. So um, it just kind of, his health just rapidly declined over those three weeks to the point that he went into cardiac arrest again, several different times over that course until he finally didn't have, you know, they couldn't do anything for him anymore. He died. His heart stopped. He could no longer function. His body could no longer function the way that it was supposed to. And, um, he died at 609 on February 9th of this year. So it's been a little over a month. We had his funeral actually last week, um, March 17th, which 17, <laughs> the number 17 has so much significance to me because it has tied into so many major events of my life and it's tied into so many different major things that have happened to me over the course of my life. I can literally think of a dozen different things in my life that have ties to the number 17. And so now I can add the day that we laid my father to rest also to that number, which these things that are tied to 17, I wouldn't call them happy things, nor would I really call them sad things. It's just like life, the cycle of life that I've had to go through and just different things I've had to experience to grow. Um, me and my dad had a very complex relationship just due to um, some of the different life choices that he made throughout the course of his life and him kind of just being there sometimes and not being there sometimes and then being there again and just not being there. And then just the relationship that he and my mom had, um, them separating when I was nine, then attempting to get back together, then separating again when I was in high school, just a lot of stuff that I went through emotionally with my parents and with my father in particular. Um, and I've had to reconcile a lot of those emotions as well with coming to terms with the fact that he's no longer here and feeling very sad about that, experiencing grief, 
um, experiencing still some residual anger over some of the things I think that I went through throughout my life that probably would not have happened had he been there. It's just tough, you know, all around it's tough to kind of come to come to terms with everything, um, especially while you're attempting to grieve. But I've just kind of allowed myself to open up this space and feel everything authentically the way that it is and the way that it's it's happening for me. Um, so I haven't really stopped. Um, I always thought that when one of my parents passed away that my life would just like fall apart and I would just like stop, be stuck exactly where I'm at. That hasn't really happened for my dad. Only God knows how I will be with my mom, when my mom, I say if, because everybody has to go eventually, but when my mom passes, which I hope is no time soon, she seems to be doing pretty good. But these things are, you know, really tough to deal with. Um, and in the face of dealing with everything that's happened with my dad, life has not slowed down a whole lot for me. In fact, everything is still in motion. In fact, I would say I'm in a period of making great strides right now um, in several different ways, some of which... I'm not going to really talk about because I don't want to talk about anything prematurely, but there's a lot of really cool stuff going on right now. It's difficult to sometimes be happy and proud of myself in these seasons when I'm experiencing the type of stuff that I'm experiencing. Um, Cause it almost feels like it's not real. Like you're happy about this, but you know, your dad just died like this happened, but you know, you're going through this, uh, this happened, but you've been super stressed out lately because of everything that's going on with that situation or this situation. And it's been tough to kind of reconcile those feelings and kind of figure out like where emotionally and mentally do I belong right now? And I think the answer to that question or to those questions is that I just am existing kind of right now. I'm just kind of here, just kind of going through the motions. Um, I'm not forcing myself to necessarily keep doing anything. I'm not forcing myself to necessarily feel anything or expedite the grieving process or, you know, make my grief feel any particular way or look any particular way. I'm just kind of like, you know, going through the motions, just kind of here. Uh, and I'm okay with that for now, you know, because I, I know when the time comes for me to feel everything that I'm supposed to feel that it'll be there and that things will be okay. And I'm not going to, I don't, I don't have anything to like really worry about or or um, stress about in regard to like feeling like I'm not feeling the way I'm supposed to feel at any particular moment in time. Um, the last time I lost somebody, these feelings also, I want to say these feelings of grief and gladness are very familiar to me. The last time I lost somebody this close to me was about 10 years ago in 2011 uh, when I lost my grandfather and I had turned 20. I just, I had just turned 20 that summer and um, in July, and he passed away in November uh, from also like congestive heart failure, also having heart problems. He was much older, of course. He was in his 80s um, when he passed away. But it's, I remember distinctly feeling extremely lost when I lost my grandfather. Um, And feeling like the anchor in my life had kind of been taken away because my grandfather in many ways uh, kind of was like my other father. He was my other father figure. He did so much for me and my sister and my mom over the course of our lives. And so when he passed away, 
it literally was a huge blow because it felt like something, and it, I mean, something very significant was taken away, but it felt like something really significant was being snatched away from me. And we were kind of left to deal with that and to deal with what was going on. And, um, you know, my grandpa was like my anchor in so many different ways. Like he helped me get my first car. Um, my mom, growing up, my mom was legally blind, so she was disabled. So we were living on a very fixed income. My grandpa, if I needed anything, wanted anything, whatever the case was, he was always very clutch. He always came through, always there. Um, and so when he passed away, I kind of spiraled because I did not know what to do. I didn't really know what to do with those emotions. Um, I turned 21 the summer after that. But uh, I just, I'm stopping to think and pause for a moment because I'm thinking of like all the different things I was doing in life at that time. So I was modeling, I was working several different jobs. I was in school full time. I was involved in like several different student organizations. I was like, I literally pushed myself as far as I could to stay busy. Um, I lost like 30 pounds that year. Um, just from like stress and not eating all the time, just kind of like keeping myself literally on go all the time. Um, I started abusing alcohol. That was when like, I think drinking really became like my form of like self medication, trying to keep myself calm and trying to keep myself as level as possible. And, um, I just remember like pushing myself to the max at that point in time. And really like, not just necessarily the same way that I am now, like now I'm just kind of like living, like these are just the things I'm going to do anyways. I get up every day and just go through the daily motions of my life, like, you know, knocking off my to-do list, not necessarily forcing myself to stay busy. That's just kind of the nature of my life. But back then, 10 years ago, I was forcing myself to stay busy. I was taking on way more than I possibly could handle. And I paid for that in so many different ways. My health suffered, um, my mental and emotional health especially suffered. My physical health was suffering. I mean, I wasn't technically like super unhealthy or anything, but losing 30 pounds in a year, not even a year, less than a year. And the way that I lost those 30 pounds was not healthy for sure. And that manifested itself in a bunch of different ways through my mental and emotional health, also my physical health. Um, I'm pretty sure at that point in time I was diabetic and just didn't know it. Um, because I didn't have like access to go to an endocrinologist or an internal medicine doctor to really like get the correct testing and medication and all the different procedural things that have to happen to determine that. But I just remember uh, being busy all the time to the point where I was like exhausted. I developed like a twitch in my eye. Like it was just ridiculous. Like I was pushing myself to the absolute max beyond all healthy boundaries and recognition and I was stuck in that place I want to say for probably about three years before I started to come down and realize like hey and through that period like I was you know I graduated college I started grad school almost filled out of grad school finished grad school finished my master's degree started teaching uh, at the collegiate level got my first teaching job I was working for a nonprofit. like things were taking off for me things were going really well but also on the flip side and on the other side it's like a, a coin like on the other side I was dealing with very very dark issues um, in regard to my health my mental and emotional health my physical health 
Like, you know, at that point in time, I think it's just kind of safe to say at that point in time, I was pretty much an alcoholic. Um, and even now saying that there's a sense of like, fuck, like I was really out there wiling out, just doing the most. And I really was. I really, really was. Um, and coming to terms with that and kind of recognizing how far removed I am from that person, because that was about eight years ago. And uh, I actually got on Facebook this morning and was seeing like pictures I posted from eight years ago during this this season. And I was like, wow, I was like, I was really, really going through it. I was so lost. And it does bring me a great sense of joy to see how far removed I am from that person I was back then and from the things that I was dealing with and how I am so much better equipped now, freshly in my, you know, my thirties to deal with some of the issues that I was going through back then. And to also recognize that many of the emotions I felt back then, you know, I know how to deal with them now. So when these types of emotions come up now, they are familiar, but they're familiar in a way like I've been here before. I made it out alive. I've been here before. I was able to do what I needed to do. I've been here before. I know what I did wrong in the past. So I know what not to do this time. I've been there before. I know what kind of resources I wish I had that uh, back then. I have access to those resources now, so on and so forth. And to really care about myself in a way that I'm like, I have to preserve myself and I have to preserve my peace and I have to preserve my physical and emotional and mental well-being. And I have to do whatever I have to do to do that. And not feeling guilty about that and not feeling guilty about, you know, feeling good about the fact that even though I did just lose my father, even though I am going through a lot emotionally and mentally, God continues to carry me. God continues to knock down all these different things so that I can continue progressing towards the purpose he has for my life, towards the goals I've set for myself, towards the life I'm building for myself and for my daughter. And I can't lie, that does feel good. It feels, it brings me a certain sense of peace to understand and to know that even though I'm experiencing grief, there's still gratefulness, gladness, and thankfulness on my part. There's still benevolence in my heart to be able to reach out to people and to be able to tell them this story and to be transparent so that other people who are going through the same things can glean some kind of inspiration from the things that I'm saying and can use this as one of their tools to keep pushing forward and to keep living their lives and to not to give up, you know? Um, imposter syndrome I think we always talk about it in the context of it being like oh like I don't belong in these spaces or you know even though I'm qualified to be in these spaces, I may not really belong here this may not really be for me I think imposter syndrome also applies to what I'm talking about today and this is kind of how I've always when I'm talking about this these feelings to other people this is kind of the way I frame it um you know those feelings and not feeling like you deserve your accomplishments or you don't, you don't deserve the happiness or, you know, the achievements that you're currently experiencing because you're also experiencing other really fucked up shit. But, you know, I think that's life. I think that's just kind of like what's going on. Like you are usually simultaneously experiencing really great things while also simultaneously experiencing some bullshit. And, um, I think that's just kind of like the way it is. Like there's always something going on. And I think no one can really, come up with some type of plausible solution to make all the bad things stop happening. All you can really do is come up with the healthiest way to deal with these things. And that's kind of what I've accepted. Cause I used to feel like, you know, like, fuck, I can never experience anything happy without some really terrible things happening. Like why can I never just have my season of joy? And then I thought about that and I said, no, my season of joy is like really never ending. It's continuous. And, um, 
those periods of grief and trauma, while they are often happening simultaneously, they're not, they're not necessarily continuous. And that does bring me peace. And um, even in those times when those feelings of grief and like, you know, despair, trauma do feel like they're, they're happening continuously. Um, I do feel like because I'm better equipped to deal with my emotions and my mental health, I do feel like I do not always feel that way, if that makes sense. I'm trying to put this in the best possible way or explain this the best possible way. Even though a lot of the times these things are happening simultaneously, I do not always, I'm not always defeated behind the trauma and the grief. Like I realize they're there. They're like in the corner. I'm like, yeah, they're there. But also they're not, sometimes they come out of the corner and that's when those 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 periods are really difficult for me. But most of the time they're just in the corner. They're part of my life. They're part of who I am. They have shaped who I am in many ways, but that's not the totality of who I am. Um, that's not, it doesn't, they don't overshadow the goodness and all the other great things that have happened. And they've been tough to deal with. They have, those times have taught me compassion and have taught me empathy and have taught me to really care about other people and to really be emotionally intelligent and to recognize and feel my emotions and to deal with them so that they don't ruin me. So in some shape and form, I'm also kind of thankful that I've experienced some of the things I've experienced because... I'm not walking into life with these rose-colored glasses. I'm not walking around like, oh, yes. Everything is great all the time. Yes. Because everything is not great all the time. Things are really fucked up, and they have been for millions of people over the past two to three years. You know, we're in year three of the pandemic. This is year three of this shit. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's, I mean, you know, in some cases, in some shape and form, it is kind of slowing down, but then there are other new variants coming up, you know. People are switching jobs. We're in the middle of the great resignation. People are reclaiming their time and trying to figure out their work-life balance and trying to figure out, you know, how do I make life work for myself while also not, you know, making my employment in the things that I do for a living the center of my existence. And I think these are really powerful questions that people are asking and really powerful things that people are wrestling with. And many people, I'm, I'm happy to say, are coming out of this, you know, successfully are like really coming up with valuable solutions for themselves or for their families for how to make life work in a way that really suits what they really want to take and what they really want to get out of life and I'm happy to see that I'm definitely in that process myself like probably really trying to figure out my next steps and um what that's going to look like for me so I guess the overarching message of this podcast is going to kind of be a shorter podcast than I've normally done. I want people to, my child is waking up, so I got to hurry. I want people to be happy and to understand that like when you feel these things and when you feel these things at the same time that things are okay. Yes, baby. Yes, I'll be at there in a second to check on you. When you're experiencing these types of things that you don't have to feel bad about having really big achievements, but then also feeling kind of like shitty because of other things that are going on in your life. And you also don't have to feel, you know, you need help, baby. Come here, bring it to me.
You also don't have to feel upset or, you know, feel like you don't deserve your achievements or when you're experiencing great achievements, feeling like you should feel like defeated because of other things that you're going through as well, too. So I think all these things. um, You're welcome. I think all these things kind of culminate to kind of just like remind us that life is very full and expansive. And even in times of darkness, you have the ability to still kind of come out on top in the sense of like still enjoying those times of, of, of happiness for yourself and those times of joy and those times where you're knocking down your goals and like you're really kicking life's ass and you're doing great. Like you still deserve to feel all those positive emotions that are surrounded surrounded or you know that are surrounding you and that you're feeling during that time and you also have space to feel sad to grieve to work through those other very complex and darker emotions that sometimes tinge your life in a, in a slightly more negative way so i'm gonna wrap up here because baby celeste is awake now um but i hope that everyone's okay And that you're just, you know, doing the best that you can. And if you're just not doing the best that you can right now, that you're just still here with us. And I'm happy that you're here with us. And I want you to stay with us. And I want you to continue as much as you can to work through everything at your own pace in a a way that feels comfortable to you, in a way that feels safe for you. And yeah, Um, I really love my father and... I'm happy, most most importantly, I'm happy that he's at peace now and that he's not in pain anymore and that he's not struggling through some of the things that he was struggling through in regard to his health anymore. So thank you so much for everyone's reached out to me in this season, especially in regards to my father, just to check on me. Um, you guys have a good Saturday.